This is the Thursday, October 28th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folgerman and Anita Marks with you on this Thursday. Of course, we have Thursday Night Football, NHL and NBA. We can dive into as well. World Series taking a day off before we get Game 3 back in the ATL. Anita, let's start with a rather interesting Thursday night affair in the NFL. Some of the steam has been taken out of it, so to speak, because COVID issues have rendered Devontae Adams and Al Mazard, Aaron Rodgers' top two weapons on the perimeter, um, unavailable for the Matchup with the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. J.J. Watt will be out for Arizona as well, but they are getting Chandler Jones back. So we're not going to see these two teams, a combined, what, 13-1 and on the season, um, be at full strength. But because of the uh, COVID news, specifically on the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are getting six and a half points in Arizona against the undefeated Cardinals, total hovering around 50, 50 and a half. How are you looking at playing this interesting Thursday night matchup? Listen, you know, there's a lot of weapons still here for Aaron Rodgers to work with. And, you know, time and time again, Tyler, we've seen Aaron Rodgers uh, make that backdoor cover on prime time. So uh, I'm, I'm going to play this. I'm going to use Arizona starting off my Thursday as a two-team six-point teaser. I'm going to tease them down to a half a point, and I'm going to align them with the Cincinnati Bengals at minus four and a half. As we know, the Jets traded for Joe Flacco, but he's not expected here in New York until Friday. So Mike White is still expected to get the start for the Jets. So Bengals should just absolutely annihilate the Jets. So I think that's a safe two-team six-point teaser um, you know, another thing why I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Arizona Cardinals, uh, their offense is second best in the NFL in third down conversions. They're averaging eight yards per play on third down. Their defense is the best on third down against their opponents. Opponents are only averaging 3.7 yards per play, and they only have a 29% conversion rate on third down. That's a huge part of, as we both know, moving the chains, moving the ball down the field, and of course, putting points on the board. So I've got a lean on Arizona. And again, just because it's Aaron Rodgers, it's prime time. I'm a little worried about that backdoor cover. So I'm going to use them as a two team, six point teaser. Also, I like the over, over 50 and a half tonight in this game. Yeah, I, I definitely understand the uh, six-point teaser there, getting Arizona to a half, given what the Packers are dealing with. I am just going to play the game spread, and I'm going to take the points in my pocket with Aaron Rodgers. Um, since Matt LaFleur has been the head coach of the um, Green Bay Packers, Rodgers, I think, has played six games without Devontae Adams, and his numbers increase across the board. I think they're, what, 5-1 and one straight up or 6-0 and oh straight up in those games and 5-1 and one ATS, something like that. It's an outrageously unheard of or ridiculous um, efficiency and success rate for Rodgers when he's missing his top weapon. So I'll put the 6.5 in my pocket, especially since on the Arizona side, I think the 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 – Lack of J.J. Watt is going to be significant. He hasn't put up massive numbers in terms of sacks uh, this year, but he's been phenomenal against the run, and he has created pressures and helped convert sacks for other teammates um, by creating those pressures. So I think Rodgers will have 
a slightly more comfortable pocket, even though Chandler Jones is going to be back. And I think he kind of relishes these moments to say, hey, I know I have the best wide receiver in the NFL, but I'm still the baddest MFer in the NFL. And I know Kyler is coming <laughs> in here as the MVP favorite. He's undefeated and everyone's doubting me right now. And I love when people doubt Aaron Rodgers because I think he takes that personally at this point in his career. So six and a half points. I don't know if the Packers will win, although I do think they're live on the money line. I really do think this is a spot where they can get the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. I am going to take the six and a half, put it in my pocket, and see if Rodgers continues this trend of being really, really awesome without Devontae Adams. Um, I, I like you. Pl- I like the total going over as well. We know Arizona can score. They're still without Jair Alexander, their top cornerback, and that secondary has kind of been getting roasted in Green Bay. And Kyler Murray has his full complement of weapons. And I do think Rodgers will put up, you know, three, maybe even four touchdowns, something in the you know mid to upper twenties in terms of points for the Packers. So uh, I like going over fifty and a half as well. But my my favorite play by far, the one I have the most conviction in, is Packers plus six and a half. Uh, as far as the game spread. Now we get to the uh, meat and potatoes when Anita and I are on the uh, Daily Wager podcast. It's prop time, baby. What does the prop queen have for Thursday night football? I have a lot because here's the thing, Tyler. There's a lot of playmakers in this ballgame today, right? And and, and again, we're both on the over here. So uh, buckle up. Here we go. I love Murray over two and a half touchdowns. You get that at plus money at plus 150. I like him over at 24 and a half completions in under 27 and a half rushing yards. Dude's not rushing the ball much. He's only rushed for 17 yards in the last three weeks. So he's committed to passing the football. As you mentioned, the Packers are still without Alexander in that secondary and the Packers defense 16th against the past, but on top of that, they haven't faced a quarterback like Murray yet this season. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, again, keep in mind, everything that I'm hearing right now is that he's going to be a game-time decision, but I know that Arizona is expecting him to play. He's got a juicy matchup against Eric Stokes, who's been targeted almost 20% of the time, and when he is, he's allowing 11 yards per target. So I like DeAndre Hopkins, if active, and I like to call it active and attractive, over 63 and a half receiving yards. Chase Edmonds over nine and a half rushing attempts, as well as over 47 and a half rushing yards. This might be one of my favorite prop bets. He is back to full speed. He took 69% of the snaps last week in the backfield. He had 16 touches for 90 yards. And then that's compounded with James Conner under 10 and a half rushing attempts, under 46 and a half rushing yards. But anytime touchdown at plus 135, he is utilized in the red zone. He's especially utilized in five to 10. He has 11 carries inside the 10 yard line and he's got six touchdowns on the season. So those are my Arizona prop bets. Do you want me to pass the baton back to you or do you want me to continue with my Packer prop? Uh, I'll jump in with Packers and then see, cause I'm not, didn't really attack the Arizona side cause they have a varied and um, you know, kind of, they have all their skill position players there. So it's a little bit harder for me to identify where the production is going to come from though. I like what you're saying uh, on the Packers side without Lazard, without um, Devonte Adams, we know that the, they have a concentrated uh, target tree and, and the uh, touches should be concentrated to, you know, pretty much the guys that are left plus the running back. So Randall Cobb, old Wiley veteran, old BFF of Aaron Rodgers is the last guy standing at wide receiver, it seems. So I'm going to play his uh, receiving prop over 45 and a half receiving yards. 
Um, Robert Tunyon, the tight end, should move up the uh, the uh, ladder a little bit in terms of guys who get priority. Um, his, I believe, is 38 and a half uh, receiving yards. You can go over that. Uh, one thing that people may think is a zig when everyone else is going to zag without uh, all these weapons, I'm going to play Aaron Rodgers under 36 and a half passing attempts. And now the reason being, one, Green Bay is one of the slowest paced offenses in the NFL. Rodgers likes to take his time. LaFleur, they like to take their time. They don't, they don't juice play volume for other teams. Um, they actually reduce play volume. Um, they, they keep the ball and they run that clock down close to zero as Rodgers reads and dissects what the defense is doing. So play volume gets suppressed. And correlating to that, I think the best way for the Green Bay Packers to attack the Arizona Cardinals, Anita, is by using Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, their dynamic two-headed monster in the backfield against the Arizona defense, which again is weakened by the loss of J.J. Watt. And their weakest part of defense was their run defense. They're allowing 4.8 yards per rush this season. So if Matt LaFleur is as smart as I think he is, even if you have Aaron Rodgers, of course, give him, you know, checks at the line of scrimmage. If you get to look, he doesn't like, but run the rock at Arizona. Keep Kyler Murray on the bench. Use Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who are dynamic, who are healthy, and who can attack the weakness of that defense, which is the Cardinals trying to stop the run. So Rodgers will still be hyper-efficient if he only throws the ball 30, 32, 33 times. But I think the smart way to attack is to try and run, run, run at Arizona. Um, I do like anytime touchdown for Aaron Jones because he's the best weapon they have left without uh, Devontae Adams. A lot of times, Rodgers likes to look at Adams in the red zone inside the five. Maybe instead, without Adams here, he will turn and hand that ball to um, uh, Jones, who is obviously very, very good. Um, and then I believe his... Rushing and receiving yardage prop was 102 and a half. I would go over that as well because I think he's going to get fed, you know, 18 to 22 touches, whether it's, I don't know how it's going to be divvied up between receptions and rushes, but I think he's going to have a heavy workload um, in this matchup and be very, very successful. So, that, excuse me, that's what I'm looking at here. I think Randall Cobb, my favorite receiver to attack, Rodgers under 36 and a half passing attempts, and then Aaron Jones over uh, his rushing and receiving, getting in the end zone at minus 118 is what I saw last night. Uh, that's how I think the Packers will use their offense today. Anita, what say you? Yeah, listen, um, I, I'm on you on with, with Cobb coming out of the slot. Um, I, I, I'm going with the receptions. I'm going over four and a half receptions. Um, he's averaging five targets a game, and that's with Devontae Adams and Lazard active. So, um, who knows what his target share is going to be today and over four and a half receptions. It's plus 130. Um, I'm with you with Rodgers. However, I like the over in 10 and a half rushing yards for Rodgers. He's averaged 16 rushing yards the last two games, and he's got a depleted offensive line. I think he's going to have to run the football in order to move the chains. As I said earlier, the Arizona Cardinals defense, one of the best in the business on third down and long. So I think Rodgers is going to tuck the ball and run quite a few times. Um, MVS expected to come off of IR. He made the trip. So the, the line hasn't posted yet, but longest reception for him, I'm probably going to play. And last but not least, my best bet, and you touched, touched on it is Aaron Jones. Um, you know, teams are not running much on Arizona. Teams are only averaging 18 carries total their entire backfield, 18 carries a game, because you have to keep up pace with this very explosive Cardinals offense. But here's another interesting stat for you. When Devontae Adams is out of the game, Aaron Jones averages 19 touches. He has an 18% target share. 
He has 36 targets, 29 receptions, 334 yards, and four touchdowns. So my best bet tonight is Aaron Jones over four and a half receptions. I also like over 38 and a half receiving yards. And I'm with you with the anytime touchdown. And you get that at minus 118. Excellent. Sounds like we uh, are pretty much in line yet again on game script that we are playing there. That is how we're going to tackle Thursday night football. So good luck to all those betting for TNF. Hope it's as good a game as we thought it would be with these two teams matching up despite some key pieces missing on each side. Uh, we'll pivot away from the gridiron. How about to the hardwood and the NBA? There's a pretty good matchup that will harken back to the 90s for a lot of people when the Bulls and the Chicago, when the Bulls, pardon me, and the New York Knicks were running things. And those two squads off to a great start so far this season. They're matching up. Uh, tonight in the association and what has a in, in a game that I think a lot of people would have, wouldn't have circled early on in the calendar, but is uh, going to feature an undefeated Bulls team and a Knicks team with only one loss. Chicago laying a point and a half total of 216. This game is at the United Center in Chicago. How are you looking at this um, throwback 90s matchup between the Bulls and the Knicks, Anita? I like the Knicks here and give me the Knicks getting the points. Give me, I mean, it's, it's one and a half, but sure. I'll take it at minus minus one ten. Also, I like the under here at two fifteen. you know, Tibbs back in shy town. Here's an interesting stat for you. The Knicks are really focusing on three point shooting last year, Tyler, they averaged 30 a game. They're up to 46 right now, 46, three point shots a game. This is why they added a number of those, um, those pieces in the offseason. The Bulls, they're only averaging 26 three-point shots a game. So, uh, you know, Zach Levine is dealing with a torn ligament. Of course, it's in his non-shooting hand. He's still expected to go tonight, but how much playing time will he get? You know, will that hand get bumped? Will it get injured again? You never know. The Bulls' defense, fourth best in the NBA. Teams are only averaging 97 points against them, and they play a very slow pace of basketball. Also, they're horrible in rebounding. They rank 28th in the NBA in rebounding. The Knicks are 12th best. And Randall, Julius Randall, is averaging over 12 rebounds a game. So, again, Knicks plus one and a half. I'm taking the under at 215. I'm taking Julius Randall over nine and a half rebounds. And uh, I'm going to play a lot of over three-point sh shooting, three-pointers uh, for Evan, a, a number of guys. You know, again, the fact that the Knicks – are just uh, three-point shooting crazy right now. 46 shots from behind the arc. This is this is a really big key for them this season offensively. Yeah, to, to take that even further, the Knicks are first in the NBA in makes per game at 17 and a half and takes per game at 46 from three. They're playing ball right now in New York like, you know, the Splash Brothers were and those those Houston Rockets teams with James Harden, just like nothing but triples uh, because they don't want to increase pace under Tom Thibodeau. Uh, they want to increase offensive output, so they've just uh, started shooting more threes, and so far it is working. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bulls, even though they're not taking nearly as many threes, they have the highest three-point field goal percentage in the NBA, 42.3% as a team. That's been a big reason they've got off to a hot start. So the three-point shooting will be the story in this game. The Knicks are going to chuck and duck from three, and Chicago's been the most lethal three-point shooting team. I think whichever team has a better night from beyond the arc wins this one. 
um, in what should be a really, really fun matchup. So that's what we have today uh, for the Thursday card. Um, Thursday Night Football should be a really, really fun one with Arizona and Green Bay. And then we're expecting the Bulls and the Knicks to to give us a little fun in the association tonight. Ten minutes of the bets you need. As promised, please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. And we'll see you Friday on the Daily Wager Podcast. (laughs) 